The opinions expressed in this program reflect only those of the participants and are not necessarily those of the sponsors, management, or staff of WTBQ Radio or FST Broadcasting Corporation. WTBQ. Good morning. This is Free Speech with Jay Westerveld. And uh, so far today, it looks like I'm here by myself. Steven's on his way in, and uh, with the rainy roads out there and everything, everybody's taking it nice and easy. And uh, thankfully, we got this rain, which we've been needing for a while. And uh, things are looking a little prettier out there, a little greener. And uh, oh, we have Steven here now. Good morning, Steven. How well, are you? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> uh, I missed the first couple of minutes, so I hope I didn't... A uh... couple seconds at best, <laughs> honestly. Uh, well, I heard the, you guys discussing it's a beautiful day, but uh, I also would like to butt in and just uh, wish everybody, every woman out there, uh, the women that working at Sam's Meat Warehouse especially, special uh, love and uh, regards goes to my wife Tamara, to Radka, and to every woman who essentially uh, you know, celebrates Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Absolutely happy Mother's Day. And... Uh if you haven't made reservations yet, get out there and make them for uh, brunches tomorrow, etc. Um, what are you going to do for Mother's Day, Stephen? Uh, we probably uh, have uh, kids coming up. Uh, so obviously, you know, that's uh, always a pleasure. That's a good reason to get together. i either going to roll up my sleeves and cook myself or we keep an options uh, open, maybe just to go out and uh, enjoy a day. Yeah. Good. Hey, if you cook uh, something yourself, I hope you cook some of that um, that bison or some of that wagyu filet. You laid some of that stuff on me, and I cooked it up. It was amazing, both, and it was really fun to actually cook them side by side and try and, and compare and see which one is which. Well, as I like to say, it's uh, certainly all credit to the chef. It uh, well, yeah, you know, who, <laughs> who cooked it, but it uh, does help to start with a good piece of meat. So, if you would like to experience and uh, compare different uh, tastes, there couldn't be a better uh, time to try something new. We have a lot of wagyu uh, bison. Uh, I the, the reason I laid because uh, you know people actually are storming Sam's meat, and uh, since we're working one on one with the customer, uh, I got a little bit delayed, but uh, I'm here. And very excited to tell you what uh, Sam's Meat has uh, specials this week. And uh, I think we're going to, uh, if we're ready to do a little bit of trivia, which we normally do, uh, give a chance to win maybe some of the packages. Sounds great. Do you have some trivia ready, Stephen? No. I, I, was, <laughs> I, I always count on you. Well, that. we have a rollover from last <laughs> week still because our guest last week was Franz from Pharmacy. And... Our, our primary trivia question last week was uh, what was the movie theater that used to be here in Warwick, New York? And uh, a lady called in and got it correct, the Oakland Theater. And she also knew which business uh, supplanted it, which business is there uh, presently at the site. Now, in nearby Goshen, New York, where a pharmacy is located, if I'm not mistaken, 62 West Main, um, in Goshen, there was also a large movie theater. And if anyone can tell us what is what business is at the site, of the original Goshen Theater, which really, you know, that was around, as I say, into the 1980s. Anyway, they'll uh, they'll be eligible for what prizes, Stephen? Uh, I don't know. What what, <laughs> what was it uh, last week? Uh, do we do a rollover? We give a chance to win something uh, new and exciting, something that is... Uh, yeah, new and exciting, right? New and exciting is good. So we do have a lot to choose from, and uh, I'm not going to read all 10 options uh, because it's all about filet and wagyu sale this week, this weekend especially. It's all uh, about different animals, uh, different... Like I'm going to read you just maybe uh, one, number one, uh, sampling packets, tenderloin sampler. In other words, it's you're going to have a filet mignon of wagyu. That's a Japanese beef that we were discussing on the air a couple of uh, programs uh, in a row. And I hope uh, a lot of listeners are familiar with it and see that, uh, you know, it is indeed a very special animal that's genetically different from uh, a sort of, uh, uh, you know, regular cattle because it does have this Delta 9 gene that converts uh, monosaturated fat into oleic acid. And By the way, just for the record, Chuck Norris also has the Delta 9 <laughs> gene. <laughs> 
but uh, that fat is uh, has a much lower uh, melting temperature. The Wagyu fat melts at 74 degrees Fahrenheit. And if you think that our bodies are 98.6, essentially once you put a piece in your mouth, you don't have to chew it. it it's going to melt away. And it really does. It really does. So that tenderloin sample was, uh, starts with the Wagyu filet mignon, which is the most tender muscle in the body of the steer. Uh, and by comparison, it also comes with USDA prime filet, also eight ounce. So you have you can compare side by side, plus bison filet, uh. plus half a pound st- Angus steer filet. So with those four in a row, you're getting two pounds of filet mignon, which is, uh, like I said, it is the most uh, tender muscle in the body of the steer. But you're also getting it not only in a different grades, from uh, choice to prime to wagyu, you're also getting different animals, which is bison. Is uh, it, it just it's all kind of taste? I don't want to say the same, but it, it has different uh, flavor profiles that you have. Uh, there's a lot of fun to compare side by side. It is, and actually having a, a sampler like that is kind of a bold uh, marketing move. I've never heard of that with meats, and uh, except for at that restaurant I always talk about, but to actually be able to uh, retail it that way to people is a pretty cool idea. It is sort of like a flight of uh, filet mignons. It that, is a filet uh, flight. Uh, except uh, it's not just a little uh, tiny piece for you to try. It's a, a really good serving size. It's eight ounce. In other words, it's half a pound. And that you would normally would expect to see uh, at the restaurant when you get uh, filet mignons. Either six to eight uh, ounce. Sometimes it's ten. So uh, here's another. Number two, bison cut assortment. You're getting a 30 ounce bison ribeye tomahawk which is like almost two pounds of uh, bison ribeye, two six-ounce bison filet mignons, and two eight-ounce half-a-pound bison burgers. Now, uh, this is just two out of ten. For those who are listening, uh, I uh, encourage you to go on the Facebook and uh, just uh, type in Sam's Meat Warehouse and see what other prizes are available. Uh, Please also, uh, we uh, have a rollout question from the last program, uh, and that's uh, what is the theater in Goshen that's not no longer there? And I will remind the uh, people that the correct answer for Warwick location was it's a site of uh, Burger King. Right. And it and was an Oakland theater. Exactly. And so in, in Goshen, uh, tell us the name of the movie theater that was there up and in, into the 1980s, and what business is presently there. Stephen, jumping back over to that bison, <clears throat> it's wild, you know. Um, the bison that I've had before, <laughs> I'm not joking, it was roadkill in Cody, Wyoming, the last time I ever had it, and I cut some backstrap off. Mm-hmm. And, um, and by the way, it, that that skin, especially on the back of a bison, is incredibly hard to get through. And this was, you know, with a, a really, really great Bowie knife of mine, I had a tough time butchering just the backstrap out. And it was really gamey. This stuff that I tried from you isn't. It's just no, it's like a game. richer sort it's, of red. It's very clean. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, almost like it, the color of it, it gives away right away. You yeah. would know you're eating bison just by looking at it because it's so deep cherry color. It's almost yep. like reminiscent of ostrich because ostrich, uh, unlike any other bird out there, it actually looks more like beef than, um, sure. than poultry uh, of any kind. So... Uh, the color gives away, but it, the the taste is very, very clean. Even if you're trying to find a gamey note in it, I don't think you're going to be able to because it's, like I said, very clean, not gamey at all. Um, it is uh, farmed, essentially, but, uh, you know, you cannot stop bison. So they just roaming, free roaming on the big, uh, you know, plateaus, uh, pastures where the uh, they... Uh, have enough land to contain them yeah to say that you're farming bison is basically to say well you see that herd over there they're mine that's, they're on my land yeah, here's some fences it, it doesn't Good go it, it doesn't get any uh feedlot uh corn it doesn't get uh, essentially it's it's a wild animal that uh, is watched uh, by uh, i guess you know the cowboys or proprietary or, or yeah. the pecker and the razor or the farmer yeah, bison, you know, you can only farm a bison for as long as it chooses to be farmed, then it walks away. <laughs> that was great. Good night. But no, that, that, you know, the difference to me is that the bison just, 
uh, you know, the expression, it really has pennies. You know, it has that like almost pennyish taste to it, a little more, just a uh, richer, like minerally. Coppery. Something that would grass fed beef also comes with. Right. Uh, right. Tricky to cook, tricky to cut, not just skin. The meat itself is a little bit of different. It takes a good skill to, to cut it and prep it properly. Sure. Uh, but it's, in my opinion, it's all worth it. It's certainly unmistakably uh, but like i said it's not gamey if anybody's no. looking to, to uh, and i i was one of those uh, people that i was kind of looking for a gamey note and i wasn't able to find it and that's what shocked me and i i mean personally i i i'm skewed i prefer game meat i always have preferred game meats and um the the bison is not but man the richness of it it, it absolutely it makes beef pale i hope some people get a chance to try it because it's, you know, I've never had an opportunity to just walk into a, uh, a store like right now in this region and just quickly buy it and cook it up. But you, as you mentioned, I hope people don't overcook it. I mean, just flash searing it is almost overdoing it. You just it. have to warm it up, essentially. It. You have to sear up the outside just to give it a gold uh, sear, a, a little bit of color, and really kind of just warm it up through. Yeah. You don't try to cook it. The minute you try to cook it, you're taking it, too long. You're taking yeah. it sort of for a ride where it doesn't want to go. <laughs> well said. You know, but uh, there, there's a lot of options. So like I said, it's uh, one through 10. Uh, we have, I'm just going to, I'm not going to read it because we just don't have uh, enough airtime. We have a tenderloin sampler, which uh, suggests it's, it's a choice of four different, two different animals, four different uh, grades. Uh, we have uh, of filet mignon. We have bison cut assortment, bison tomahawk set, which is a two uh, of the best uh, steaks, essentially a whooping four-pound uh, bison ribeyes. Um, we have wagyu sashimi platter. We have big three wagyu steak sampler, got smoke wagyu sampler, wagyu for two, signature uh, wagyu, Vagu grilling set and family style Vagu steaks. So with all that said, uh, if you would like to see what are those combinations are all about, please uh, check uh, Facebook, check Instagram, Sam's Meat Warehouse, and give us a call with the correct answer for a chance uh, to win it. That might be a very good surprise to you know to to your mother to uh, that special uh, dinner that you're trying to uh, you know uh, surprise your loved one with. And we'll help you to put it all together and uh, hopefully learn a little bit more about the local history. Definitely. <laughs> that would be nice. And, uh, you know, it, it's again, it's it's so difficult, even though the restaurants, thankfully, are starting to open up and they're being allowed a very near full capacity now. Right. I think I think Ron May said, 17, all uh, restrictions is actually going to come down. It's 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 mid-May. It's 17 or 19. It's right within yeah. those dates uh, where we essentially all restrictions going to get lifted. Man, it can't come soon enough. But right now, being that there still are some restrictions and everyone is more or less fighting one another just to get reservations for Mother's Day, it's nice that there is this other option, you know, to just sort of cook mom something up uh, that you pick up at a place like Sam's. And there is no other place like Sam's uh, for a few counties around, which I know. I, it's absolutely unlike another. I think uh, when it comes to uh, variety, the biggest selection, I think, uh, I don't know any other place. I think we uh, essentially, maybe even on this coast, because uh, as, as Wagyu comes in, the price point and the selection of Wagyu, um, even from the, uh, when we dealing with the suppliers, with the importers, and this is the essential, the guy said, well, you know what, at this point, the, the, just looking at the, what you're buying, you guys, the biggest the seller, distributor of Wagyu on this coast. What? Because uh, the See, next that's, shipment that's into wild. the country comes, I believe, uh, on June. And uh, right now we have, like I said, we, we, we're sitting in a, in a big stock of Wagyu. It's a uh, genuine Japanese, comes with a certificate, no sprint, whole nine yards. And you know exactly what you're buying. This is a the variety of uh, prefectures or Wagyu uh, types from Miyazaki or Kagoshima, both are uh, Wagyu Olympics winners, as well as uh, domestic Wagyu. And domestic Wagyu, Wagyu can only uh, sort of... Uh, do well and then be farmed in only four states. I remember you saying that. What are those states, Stephen? Uh, California, uh, Oregon, and I think uh, Iowa and, uh, and another one. 
yeah, and it was something odd, not Oklahoma, but something along those lines, right. a place I wouldn't have guessed. And I, I can't remember it right now. It's a good, good trivia question. I don't think anyone would get it, though. It's a tough no. one even to uh, Google. Yeah, so, the, you know, and, and uh, I have to, to admit and say that we're getting a lot of feedback uh, because now it's a more, not only it's more available, but it's more affordable. Uh, because right now, if you take a look, you can buy uh, Japanese A5 grade Wagyu. And anybody who's listening and knows the grading, this is the top of the line. There's nothing can be better or, or higher in grading and quality. And the A5 Wagyu under uh, $100 a pound, wow. which normally you would get charged double the amount for an ounce in the restaurants, four ounce minimum. We'll set you up about 800 bucks. But we'll discuss and talk about that after the break. Sam's Meat Warehouse has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Tune into the nonprofit Notebook, your resource for and about people helping people. Learn about all the events and services available for you, friends, or family. Open your nonprofit Notebook Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Radio worth listening to. Hi, this is Dr. Pierre Louis, a clinical psychologist. I will take your calls and I will answer all your personal and business relationship questions, help you create a life healthy in mind, body, and spirit every Friday at 11 a.m. And we are back with free speech. This is Jay Westerveld, uh, the guest host here on Stephen Keeter's show. And by the way, uh, be sure this Monday to listen into my show at this same time at 11 o'clock because I'm doing a special just about Lyme disease where we talk a bit about Lyme disease. And it's kind of relevant to all this because one of the great ways actually to really get your health back, especially from the associated anema of chronic Lyme, et cetera, is with red meat, as strange as that sounds. And uh, here we're talking about some of the beautiful meats you have uh, at Sam's. And Stephen, you mentioned that you're the really it sounds like the largest purveyor of wagyu on the east coast according to your suppliers for the moment yes that's pretty impressive now i have seen that it looks like there may be you know in the county here somebody else who's carrying it um are they carrying the same grade and at the same price point or what's uh, the deal there well the grade is is the same so it always has to be uh, accompanied by a certificate of authenticity uh, the Japanese grading system suggests uh, such a transparency that uh, they follow up. You would know exactly the animal, the age, the date, the slaughter date, the pecking date, the diet, uh, all, because that creates an unparalleled level of uh, uh, transparency that allows you to monitor the trends. And if something, let's say, let's say you purchased a steak and it's not quite to your expectations, it's not palatable enough, you would know exactly, you would come to me, I would uh, track the purchase, I would know what you bought on what particular date, and what particular, uh, and which is more important, what particular animal that steak came out of. And I saw in pictures on your Facebook page, nose prints, just like a human fingerprint, a print of the animal's nose? Exactly, that, that, that's, that's, that's a unified system throughout Japan. Uh, it's actually employed in uh, Japanese supermarkets. You can come in, scan the purchase it'll give you bring you up to the site for the same nose print while we have the same we're using the same system uh, in other words you know like in today's uh, you know international web uh, everything is getting connected much closer we have a program that uh, you give me this uh, certificate of authenticity the there's a 10 digit number mm -hmm. you plug it in it'll bring you uh, exactly the animal you would know who parents were you would know the pedigree uh, 10 uh, generations down the line you'll be able to know what was was fed with so that's how they actually were able to achieve such a level unparalleled level of quality the the a5 japanese wagyu cannot be reproduced outside japan 
That's wild. And you have a full chain of custody there. As the Absolutely. Animal. So And so transparent, you know exactly where it comes from, which particular farm, which particular breed, who were the parents, what was the feed ration, and so forth. So if I'm in Japan and my Mitsubishi has a big um, dent in the side, <laughs> uh, the police can actually find the perpetrator if it was one of these cattle. Uh, yes, if that was uh, anything that has to do with those cattle, they, they monitor so closely. And I'll give you just an example. If uh, every prefecture in Japan has its own particular set of rules, how they actually raise, they keep it uh, a big secret it's, uh, because that's what allows them to get ahead. One of the more famous Wagyu brands is Kobe beef and I'm pretty sure everybody heard about it yeah more so than Wagyu itself I, I'm familiar with Kobe until I met you I Wagyu I've read but didn't really well put anything to it if uh, Kobe essentially is uh, is a type of Wagyu every uh, Kobe is a Wagyu but not every Wagyu is Kobe right so uh, and Kobe uh, it's just uh, has the, the it's a territory in Japan. It's a particular prefecture where they raise it. They, they use different feeding techniques. They use different uh, raising technique. The, and uh, as reflected on that, that's why Kobe beef, everybody tries to, there's even Wagyu Olympics that take place every four years. Now, last Wagyu Olympics, uh, I think it was one in uh, 19. So uh, 23 coming another one. So in 2019, Miyazaki beef actually uh, was uh, one majority of uh, Wagyu Olympics. And Interesting. Before, uh, actually, Kagoshima. I'm, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. In 2019, Kagoshima won. Uh, and Miyazaki was uh, two Olympics in a row winner suppressing Kobe beef. But if uh, since we're talking Kobe, uh, this is what's special about Kobe beef. That all every piece of meat that you of Kobe that you might be eating anywhere in the world was essentially sired by, the, they, they keep in a special government facility 10 prized bulls. And every offspring, every piece of meat, every cow, every steer, it, it all comes from that uh, genetic pool, from wow. those 10 prized bulls. They keep them separate. Uh, Japan uh, put a ban on exporting embryos, sperm, or live Japanese cattle. So this uh, just, uh, they realized, because Japan is, we, and we talked about it, uh, did not uh, eat the beef. The meat was forbidden uh, for consumption all the way up until 1898 and didn't become mainstream all the so way until recent. 1950s. That 1950s, is. this is such a recent history that uh, you would... Uh, realize that, and even now, it's so revered, and it's so treasured, and it's, uh, let, let's face it, it's expensive. Uh, even Japanese can afford to eat uh, Wagyu beef only once every couple of, let's say, four years. Sure. Uh, so to answer your question, yes, the grading is the same. It should be accompanied by a certificate of authenticity. And yes, other stores, uh, especially there's a lot of online retainers, but even locally, even though we have in the same village, uh, you know, the store that uh, you might be able to find uh, A5 grade Japanese Wagyu, but never at the same price point uh, as Sam's. Is it close, like just off by five cents or something usually? No, it's more like double. <laughs> Sorry, I asked. <laughs> That's probably why when I look at the Facebook pages for other uh, meat purveyors here, I never see the prices. Well, yours is the only one I see it on. Not, uh, again, not to sound like an infomercial. I hate to say that. We make, Just a fact. We make a point because the, the worst feeling anybody, any customer, I always often put myself in the shoes of the consumer. And I certainly don't want to be surprised or shocked by this by the sticker at yeah. the end. So we're putting uh, prices up front, so you see what you buy, and you can essentially gauge how much of it you need. You can talk to the the butcher, you can talk to the staff. And another thing is, uh, like I said, there's a lot of things that uh, contribute to your shopping experience. It's not just the quality of the steak. It's not how mouth watering and juicy it is. It's also how uh, fairly you treat it. Are you uh, Getting shocked by the price tag? Are they trying to sell you more than you need? Are they charging you an upcharge for the using your credit card? Because a lot of uh, places do. And in fact, of course uh, they do. You you guys must. No, we don't. Really? We don't. We we give you a lot of options. We never uh, charge for any debit, credit, or otherwise transaction uh, like other places that uh, normally tag on three four percent uh, surcharge for credit lines. I think that's 
That's essentially, I, I would feel offended. Uh, if I'm choosing a place of business and I'm coming there to spend my money, the very last thing I, uh, I want to see is another upcharge on, yeah. on, uh, for just spending your money. Especially. Good point. <laughs> yeah. To me, it's just kind of sleazy. Not, uh, just as a consumer, I'm not talking about with meat or anything. I just mean, you know, me as a guy, uh, if something's for sale, not seeing a price. I've, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> I've been scouring eBay for a, an exhaust for uh, my motorcycle. I want a specific Super Trap uh, exhaust. And I, I scroll down and I see the usual prices and you know, they're, they're, a lot of them are just out of the water. Some of them are you know, kind of rational prices. And then there'll be the ones that say click for prices. I know if they're not telling me the price in the auction that they're totally gonna stup me. And yeah. when I click on it, I see that. It is very difficult to get a price uh, list from essentially uh, anybody. Uh, because people, what people use, they, they, um, a lot of, uh, as any business, it's a highly competitive business and only those who are very secure in their price points, who are confident of, uh, that we can offer you the best deal out there. And we, ours comes with the money back guarantee. We offer hundred percent, uh, you know, guarantee on everything we sell, uh, the quality and, uh, otherwise. And uh, with with that, uh, you know, we're putting prices up there because we know those cannot be beat and nobody right. can come close. Right. Uh, if you uh, have to ask in a private messaging, if you have to ask, what's the secret? It's I like with anything. I mean, if, if on social media, well, let's just, you know, on Facebook, anytime they say, well, you know, PM me for prices or something, why? Why does it have to be like a James Bond transaction? You know, just we tell had me what people the cost is. Uh, PMing us uh, and asking for prices, and I actually put it out there in an open uh, conversation, responding uh, essentially online on page. So yeah, it's it, it's those little things like uh, disclosing your uh, prices up front, uh, treating you uh, properly. Like every package that we just read, it says six ounce, eight ounce, uh, twelve ounce. But in reality, it's always in excess. We make sure. a point that if you uh, buy in and, and it says uh, eight ounce, then you're going to get 10 or 12. We cannot undercut. We cannot offer you any less. Right. We, like a baker's dozen. It's a butcher's here, dozen here at go. your shop. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, another thing is, like I said, those credit card upcharges. You know that the banks charge now for the bank, for the local business yeah. to deposit cash into their account? We I can't believe it. Like, banks, uh, I understand the reason. I know. I, I do right. understand why they do it. You know, from another world. But still, it, it isn't. It's insulting. You know, like, oh, you're going to give me cash? I'm sorry. You have to pay more. You have to pay for every deposited hundred. In fact, TD Bank charges charges a quarter. Yeah, I, I'm and, aware. Of that. Uh, uh, frankly, we normally a lot of places try to. Uh, you know, you see. Every way you look at it, they, they charge you to uh, swipe a card. They charge you to put a cash in the bank. Nice. So, but, so a lot of people, yeah, they, they get on this wagon and they pass it along. Plus, they take a, a point or two for themselves, which is absolutely incorrect and in practice altogether. And they, they uh, you know, passing those uh, upcharges uh, to the consumer while Sam's Meat Warehouse actually passing all the savings. It's kind of strange. Um, yeah, everybody puts that personal vig on things and you know, tries to slip it by. It's, again, when I'm looking for motorcycle parts and uh, things like that, I, I just see it all the time. See, also a lot of, you have to take a look what is exactly on sale. Like, see, the, 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 what allows us to carry bison as a, as a normal stand uh, stock item, that we constantly have it, and allowed to offer... Prices like we're offering when you get uh, essentially buy some tomahawk uh, set, you get four plus pounds. And when I said four plus, that's more, more closer to five or four and a half pounds of buy some tomahawk for $60. That's like $15 a, a pound uh, per buy some ribeye. You can't find the those kind of prices. You can't find those prices on beef, let alone uh, bison. So what that allows us to do, we're bringing uh, uh, sides of bison and primals, and this is in the hands of the butcher to merchandise it uh, further. It's not like uh, even Japanese A5 Wagyu. This is why our price point is so uh, small and uh, margins are so little. Because when we offer you uh, something that we didn't spend a lot of time cutting, trimming, 
uh, because it's essentially in the skill of a butcher right. to, you know, if we just brought it in, it came, yes, it came all the way from Japan. It took a little creativity and uh, to build up a supply chain and everything else. But if we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, we're just passing along with you at the same, almost the market price that we paid for. Uh, people sometimes come in and said, I would like to buy, uh, I, I don't know, a case of something. You don't have to clean it. You don't have to cut it. We get passing along uh, the savings and we're offering at the price that's unheard of. So we mentioned earlier, and I, I won't dwell on it, Stephen, but just one last question, because there is relatively local, <laughs> hard to call them competition, but there's another butcher out there kind of in their death throes at this point. Do they carry bison? No, not that I'm aware of. I'm, I really don't spend much time thinking about uh, what other people do. I Good will man. focus on what we do, and I can tell you how it's done at Sam's and what we have in stock. Yeah. So, right. great. After a quick word from Sam's, more. Sam's Meat Warehouse is a butcher with old-time family values. Remember back in the day when people knew their butcher by name and visiting them was a social experience? They would talk to customers about how to cook a piece of meat to perfection. Sam's combines old-world methods with modern techniques. Call your favorite butcher, Sam's, at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off 17A in Florida, New York, for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. This is Lisa Morrison inviting you to tune in to a happy medium every Thursday at 12 noon to connect with loved ones who've passed or ask about your love life, job, family, or treasured lost items. Call in or text in right here on Radio Worth Listening To. You have a car problem? Maybe it's a mechanic problem. Maybe it's not. Sounds like a job for me, Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. That's right, Sunday morning today. Get up early. Let's hang out. Let's talk about cars. Let's all get smarter. Let's solve some car problems. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor, here Sunday mornings at 8. WTBQ Weather. This afternoon, mostly cloudy with scattered showers. Cool, only in the low and mid-50s. Tonight, turning partly cloudy, chilly, upper 30s to around 40. Mother's Day will start off with morning sun, but clouds return during the afternoon with a few showers towards evening around 60. Occasional showers or a period of rain Sunday night will linger into Monday. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm WeatherWorks meteorologist John Leo. WTBQ. And we're back with free speech. This is Jay Westerveld in the studio with Stephen Keeter, Stephen's show. And uh, we're talking about meat, beef and bison primarily, because our sponsor, Sam's uh, Meat Warehouse, is doing these wild specials with these meats. And, you know, it's kind of fun for me because I came in here because of the other project, uh, you know, with the um, boutique hotel that's still steaming forward. And yet, this is kind of an intriguing thing because I'm a tr I'm a huge carnivore, and uh, as I always say, uh, not joking at all, I've eaten more types of meat than uh, anyone else I know. Stephen, I I learned this uh, difference between Kobe and other Wagyu beef, and I I just have a question before this uh, we take this call. Um, well, let me take the call first. I think we need to do that so they're not waiting. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Hello. Hi, caller. You're on the air. What's your name? And okay, listen, uh, I want to talk about the bison. Great. Um, I won the bison prize a week or two ago, and I want to tell you how I prepared it. Sounds great. Well, what I did was I did the uh, sous vide method. Are you aware of that? Absolutely. I'm, I'm familiar, uh, and that's exactly the way I did mine, and I think it's a foolproof, and anybody who doesn't have it, I think it's time to jump on a wagon because sous vide machine that I bought, it's one of the bigger ones. Mike only costs $49. I, um, my, I don't know what mine costs. My son sent it to me because uh, both of my sons were doing the sous vide method and the, the meats they were using were coming out fantastically. So let me tell you a little story about the bison. Um, so I, uh, I put the, vi the bison in a, in, a, in a bag with a little bit of uh, onion powder, a little garlic powder, and a little bit of uh, beef bouillon, 
and then I put it in the plastic bag and I submerge it and I cook it for, get this, 10 hours. Are you aware of that? 10 hours. 10 hours. Okay. And my son was, hello? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so my son was concerned because the recipe book said cook it for 10 hours and he thought it would uh, render out any fat that there was. It would be very tough. Well, let me tell you something. I uh, sous vide it for 10 hours, then I put it on a grill to give it some nice uh, grill marks. It came out like butter. It was delicious. Yeah, it's called the reverse sear. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, please remind me, uh, uh, is your name Tom? No, no. Uh, it's Farrell. Uh, but I, I, I've actually won your prize twice in the last three or four months. Oh, congratulations. I won the, porter so, uh, I won the porterhouse with the, uh, the biggest heart, which was the blue whale. And then I won the question about the bison that Barack Obama signed into law. <laughs> well, do you know the answer to the current questions uh, regarding the uh, theater in Goshen? I, I, I don't know, but I'm going to say I'm actually disqualified. I have to wait at least 30 days. So oh, after yeah. my 30 days are up, I'll be back. All right. Well, great. Thank you for calling. And uh, we'll uh, looking forward to hear back from you. Oh. Thank you. Bye now. And thank you, Ryan. So, Stephen, uh, I was, you know, I didn't know this differentiator between Kobe beef and uh, Wagyu. And I've, I'd always heard and read that Kobe beef is, you know, basically massaged by people while the animal's alive. Is that really true? Is that a that, necessity? That, that may be a, an exaggeration or maybe not, because there's a lot of uh, rumors out there, or gossips, uh, I should say, that uh, the Wagyu or Kobe beef is massaged, is uh, fed sake, they drink wine, yeah. and uh, having a social conversation, <laughs> listen to the classic music. So why some of those might be an exaggeration, there is, uh, first of all, every uh, producer keeps his methods of uh, farming and raising animals an absolute uh, secret. Uh, secondly, I know of a new breed that comes out of the Australia, and I think it's uh, north part of Queen River, uh, where they do uh, put wine in a, in a Wagyu feed. So that, uh, at least that is true. Whether it's massaged or not, I don't know. But one thing is certain, and it's whatever it takes to create the most stress-free environment. So those Wagyu cattle essentially um, raised in a very low or no stress environment. And that's what contributes to this intramuscular marbling on top of special genetics. Uh, so it takes a lot to bring it uh, and, and raise Wagyu cattle. This is why it's very special. And like I said, there's no better chance because when it comes from Japan, we essentially, we're receiving the shipment, we're cutting, we're portioning it, and it's ready to be offered to you as a consumer. The markup are minute, almost nothing. So you can, uh, I doubt you can find anywhere, online including, um, any uh, Wagyu A5 offering for less than $100. We were selling at $79 and $89, depending on the cut. So rib uh, caps, uh, Kagoshima, the picanhas, uh, strips, ribeyes, all of that is available. Wow. Yeah, I've definitely got to try some of that. And uh, you did s send over some rib caps, so I'm definitely going to uh, fire those babies up too. You know, it's it's interesting. The gentleman on the phone was talking about <clears throat> uh, how using that cooking me method that you Sous mentioned. And is that the one, Stephen, that we were talking about like uh, two weeks ago where it's similar to the thing um, that I'm accustomed to over in Central Asia where it's almost like a milk can that they've it gets um, put into almost a, a broth? And cooks that way? Yes and no, because it's it's similar to that, except uh, if you, and, and you have seen it uh, very familiar, like everybody who traveled, uh, it's more of a nomad tool. Every, everybody, and back in Soviet Union, we didn't have any, any uh, fancy kettle, electric, or anything else. So everybody, in everybody's suitcase, or if you travel right now in Mongolia. Oh, you, the tea. Yeah, you have this yeah. uh, little heater that looks like a two-turn uh, spiral right, with right. a plug. A coil, yeah, yeah. plug uh, in a coil. Yeah, yep. uh, so, it's, so uh, think of sous vide as that uh, heating coil with a thermostat. Right. You set the temperature, it's electronically set, and it, that water... Uh, will never exceed that preset gotcha. uh, temperature. Gotcha. So for bison, I used 133 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, I know in Celsius, boiling uh, temperature for uh, water is 100 uh, Celsius. What is yeah. it in Fahrenheit? 200, 
hundred and something. Oh, God. I don't remember honestly. So, I should know that, and so, I don't. So, uh, with that said, when you're putting at the one thirty which is uh, set for medium rare, you can, and just like the gentleman who called uh, to the program and shared his uh, cooking method, there's no way, there's no risk. It doesn't right. matter for how many hours you leave it there. It will never get overcooked. You're never going to raise the core temperature of that particular flesh or piece of meat beyond what it's set for. So sous vide method is, and there's no contact with water because you either seal it in a Ziploc bag or you do a vacuum bag uh, but uh, that's about it. So it's it's given a proper temperature bath, if you will. Right. And it's cooking uh, in that bath. So it's just like a military MRE. You know, it's in a little bag and you boil it that's and it. you pull it out and that, you got that, hot that's meat. That's it. Yeah. So he mentioned, uh, you know, rendering the fat out, but with the bison, there's I no mean, fat. There's none, and it's that's not an exaggeration. Like, oh, it's really low fat. I've really There's never. None. Yeah, that's really There's wild essential, to see. Maybe on on a uh, not the fillet anyway. Here's the difference, uh, and uh, like I said, there's a lot of uh, fats in uh, animal to begin with. In a steer, if we start breaking down, there's a different. Uh, you you familiar as an environmentalist? You familiar with the suet? Uh, oh yeah, for bird feeding. Yeah, great uh, stuff. And that's just about all it is used nowadays. Mm. But it used to be great for baking, soap making, and, and so forth. Uh, you yeah. know, in, back in old times. Uh, then besides sweat, there's a your regular tallow. There's a bark outside on the surface, so-called yeah. surface fat. There's intramuscular marbling, yet another type. And then there's a lace uh, fat uh, that used still in a lot of uh, you know for French cooking. Um, so w there's a lot of fat, and not only composition is different, the, the characteristics are very different. So the melting temperature of bison, I don't know off my head, I, that's something has to be researched, but I, w I would think that this, uh, all those fats, they melt at different temperature. On the same yeah. animal, sweat would, be the, uh, would have the highest Interesting, yeah. And you know why it's so widely used in, in the baking? Because the, they used to grate uh, the pieces of suet, just grate it in for the most airy and fluffy uh, pudding and breads. Sure. Because that dough will already set in the oven. Right. And the pocket where a piece of suet was, suet will melt later after the dough is set and thus creating a pocket of air and contributing to fluffiness and the airiness of the, of the bread. You know, like in um, in Mexican cooking, the best uh, refries, you know, frijoles, uh, refritos, uh, have the tallow cooked into them. It gives them the richest flavor. But if, you know, like me, you're a gringo and you try to live on that stuff, your cholesterol will be <laughs> really off the charts. And and this is uh, this is another thing, because if you, uh, so there's different type of fat, there's a different composition, a different characteristic, but composition, this is what, what's important. Now, 70% of Wagyu uh, fat on an animal is oleic acid. Right. It's omega-3 and 6, and those are melt in, at much lower temperatures, and those, in fact, are very, very good for you. You know what I'm shocked at, <clears throat> especially in this day of um, GMO everything, including people at this point, I'm shocked that most beef in America doesn't utilize some, if not directly that gene, some analog of that gene that gives them that fat composition so that we're getting this ultra healthy, you know, omega three, six, and nine. It's omega nine in these, right? Uh, presumably, I don't think it could be omega. No, it, it could, could be, be six. three, three. Uh, I believe it's three, six, nine. They're all different, okay. but uh, it, it's different uh, oleic acids. I'm just shocked that we don't do that with American beef now just to make it healthier. You're going to see a trend uh, okay. because Wagyu used to be such a rare treat. It's almost like impossible to find. Very few authorized retailers. Now there's more mainstream. Now it's becoming more affordable. Now right. we have a Wagyu uh, cuts and steaks starting from under $10. Really, under $10 a oh. pound. You know, so if you uh, want to experience, uh, it's never been a better time. But also, I see a trend. You know that uh, this cup, some of the countries that normally were champions of producing grass-fed beef, and uh, among those are, let's say, uh, Argentina and Mexico. Yeah, Argentina yeah. for sure, especially. Even those population, even inside Mexico and Argentina, there's a sort of like a trend, a switch to to produce more palatable meat, right. more uh, delicious and higher grades. 
because grass-fed beef will never reach uh, prime status. Right, right. That you know, so e- even so, uh, I constantly uh, watching the studies and uh, seeing the trends. So there's a trend that consumers prefer uh, more of a for palatability mostly for 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 yeah. the taste more prime meats and less uh, gamey grass fats so this trend in the industry to accommodate those demands and everybody's switching to the feedlots but that you know that supposition i had about why aren't we doing some gmo version of that with american beef wasn't even about palatability but just about overall health um maybe after a quick word from sam's we can talk about that Sam's Meat Warehouse has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Hi, this is your favorite assemblyman, Carl Brabadek. And your state senator, Mike Martucci. And we are teaming up for the Friday Roundtable, where we'll be talking about what's happening in Albany. That's every Friday at 9 a.m. on on Radio Radio Worth worth Listening to. Hi, I'm Dave Edwards, and I invite you to join me every Sunday night when we'll showcase a perfect album. I'll start with side one, track one, and we'll play every song in order from the record. A few bonus songs, as well as some trivia too, right here on Radio Worth Listening To. WGHT Pompton Lakes, your community radio station since 1969. And we are back with Free Speech. This is Jay Westerveld. Uh, permanent guest on Stephen Keeter's show here and uh with me in the studio is Stephen the host of this show we try to do trivia every week and uh our trivia question it, it sounds like we've got a caller for it our trivia question for this week is um in nearby Goshen New York just like Warwick there used to be a, a grand movie theater and that theater is now gone what was the name of the theater in Goshen and or what business is there now? Sounds like we have a caller. Caller, what's your first name and from where are you calling? Pam from Florida. Hey, Pam. Hey. What's that? You have an answer to this. Uh, to I, um, the question, yes. I, I believe it was called the Goshen Theater. Okay. And I also believe it was replaced by a bank. You got it. That's good oh. enough. It was a bank. <laughs> was it Chase? The Berkshire Bank. Oh, Berkshire. Berkshire. Yeah, absolutely. Nice work, Pam. If, Thank uh, you. And um, did you want to talk about the prizes? Absolutely. That are Pam, I don't know if you've been uh, tuning in and listening or maybe had a chance to uh, check Sam's Meat Warehouse on Facebook. Do you have a prize in mind that uh, we can uh, you know, accommodate you with? Price, um, a prize. Uh, oh, which, a prize. Which of the choices awesome. with the various um, samplers? And I'd stuff. like to try the bison. May I? Absolutely. All right. A bison tomahawk set. In other words, two steaks uh, of uh, ribeye, four plus pounds, or an assortment, which will include one tomahawk, bison, two bison fillets, and two bison burgers. Which would you recommend? Ah, I like when people ask that. I go for the variety because it still will include the tomahawk. You're going to have uh, two two fillets and uh, oh. certainly uh, burger. I'd like that then. Please. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. So uh, please, you, you know where uh, Sam's Meat uh, yes. located in Florida? I, I've been there before. Mm-hmm. All right. So I hope you enjoy your purchase and meat. And please stop by once again. Identify yourself as a winner, and we'll be happy to put this uh, bison cut assortment together for you. And stay, okay. stay on the line. Is that what I need to do, just stop by and say I won? Yeah, uh, stay on the line. Uh, Ryan will guide you through the process. And okay. uh, thank you for calling and thank you for listening. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Bye. Right on, Pam. That was a good good call. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and, and I uh, once again, this is something. See, I'm, I'm a relative newcomer to the area, but I always appreciate uh, more knowledge, more. Uh, and this, this Relative whole, newcomer. Dude, you've been here for over 20 years. 
Right, but uh, I, I, as long as I've been, I don't remember. I always remember Berkshire Bank uh, over there on yeah, the corner. Yeah. And now it explains to me why they have such a big parking lot. You're killing me. You say you're a relative <laughs> newcomer. People come here and run committees and non-for-profits. Uh, non-for-profits. Oh, they run for offices. For two, sure, two, three years. <laughs> Not only that, we, they oh know how God. to fix it. See, I don't know how it's they amazing. do it. It's I, amazing. I know that uh, two years into residency, I was still uh, sitting up the lawn and moving up the boxes. Uh, some guys coming in uh, and uh, they jump off the truck and they tell you how to live, essentially. Oh, absolutely. That's, so it's just funny that you say uh, relative newcomer. So jumping back to the thing about the um, the genetics that they use to get these uh, omega fatty acids uh, built up into these this this beef this wagyu beef that makes it actually very healthy it's paradoxically the opposite of um, you know a, a really bad uh, cholesterol that you know that most people would avoid beef to avoid eating that and this has the opposite effect, Stephen. You've mentioned many times that pork in America was really destroyed by a, a federal effort to make it, you know, the other white meat, the stuff that uh, is suddenly not very fatty. And when I was talking about asking you why no one has used this same uh, genetic feature uh, for our American beef, not to increase its palatability, but just to make it healthier. healthier. Why didn't they just do that with the pork as opposed to just removing all fat so that it's this grotesque white, you know, shingle? Uh, very true. It's weird. <laughs> it tastes like one. So uh, my answer is I, I think it's all in the numbers because uh, sure. we all know that muscle are heavier than fat mm -hmm. and thus in chasing the higher profits, the uh, essentially industry switched to this uh, factory farms or industrial, as we call it, commodity. I pork. never thought that that's the reason. That's oh, yeah. interesting that it's, it's all because in the money. of the it's, it's all money uh, motivated. And Stephen, also speaking of fat being out. Uh, lean mass being heavier than fat, muscle being heavier than fat. There's the old thing that I'm sure you know as well as I do um, from physical training, performance training. Don't go by the scale you know, when you're working out or if you want to lose weight, don't, don't just join a gym and start, you know, squatting. Look at the mirror. Do you know what the difference is? We used to say it's basically, um, you know, one to, uh, you, you know, two to one. Right. Uh, but I know it's not quite that no, extreme. No, if you, if you compare the mass-produced pork, so-called mm -hmm. commodity pork, to its uh, farm-raised counterpart, the uh, fat saturation, uh, in other words, the farm-raised animal is three to 400% fattier and right. in, a, in a good kind of way. Right. Uh, because you have also have to remember the, 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 the way the uh, American pork got destroyed is uh, they tried to emulate the chicken practices where they can raise a broiler in 21 day. Gotcha. And, I didn't uh, realize that. Yeah. So, so this, this new model, this new leaned uh, American hog, it was raised much, much quicker. Uh, mostly uh, packed with muscles uh, versus fat. It just didn't have enough time to develop fat. And uh, America is still one of the very few countries that allow, I don't remember the exact scientific name of the drug, but anybody who is interested can Google it up and it'll pop up right away. Even China uh, banned uh, use of that drug in uh, in the pork industry. What that drug allows, uh, it it's messes up metabolism. And it allows to, uh, for the hog to eat less, right. yet develop more muscle. Right. So if uh, everything is uh, in the money, so if uh, they have the pork that uh, eats less, packs more muscle, uh, ra uh, raises up quickly, obviously that becomes the, the more preferred uh, model, more industrial-like uh, output. And uh, certainly uh, this uh, all... You know the old saying that they say, whatever you eat shows up in your face? Of course. That's exactly, uh, you know, <clears throat> that, that's, that's what it is. So if you try now, we switched completely. We don't do any commodity uh, pork anymore. We switched completely to uh, heritage breeds like Duroc, Chester White, uh, Berkshire, uh, Kurabata. And these come from actual farms, not the Correct. big industrial. Correct. Including some of that is actually Fuji, something out of Canada that does Japanese pork, a specific Japanese wow. uh, breeds. So that that's the latest edition. And if you really want to try what the pork is supposed to taste like, 
you're going to be amazed. You're going to be blown away. Because you carry this. It we, we do carry that. We do carry that because that's unlike anything that you can buy in a supermarket. And not to throw a stone in anybody's backyard, but this is what you normally get over there. Yeah. And uh, like you said, it tastes like shingle. No, it, it really doesn't. <laughs> Again, I don't eat pork. Uh, that's not the reason. But it, you know, I've tried it, and the, the American pork we have now is horrible. Quick question. I hope this isn't way off subject, Stephen. You and I have both talked about sheep's tail on here, and you were just talking about different types of fat. Uh, what I mean that I presume has kind of a low melting point as well. Absolutely, Kurduk. Uh, Kurduk, thank you. Yeah, it, it's almost non-existent uh, outside in the uh, states. Yeah, we can't uh, get it. Asia. You probably uh, not going to be able to try it. And it's such a staple with all my homies over in you know Central Asia, especially Mongolia. It's a delicacy, even there. Even yeah. there, that considered to be that's not your everyday kind of butter that you go to. That, right. That's uh, that's reserved for special meals, special occasions, yeah. uh, particular recipes or pastries. Uh, that that's actually and it's a huge, almost the size of a foot. Well, it is the size of a football, sometimes bigger. This big piece of fat. Well, uh, once again, it is a different kind of animal. It's right. all in genetics. Totally different animal. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, they don't look like our sheep at all. So it's it's interesting how those characteristics, how genetically, uh, so. When uh, you know everybody's more self-conscious nowadays, and people uh, reading the labels and watching whether it includes any GMOs, that GMOs, even soy being the most genetically modified product, it, is. it doesn't even come close to what they uh, used to do to an animal. And uh, even though you know everybody's well, is it? Uh, I want everybody who's listening to understand when somebody's saying that their poultry doesn't have antibiotics, it's not because they, uh, you know, of their uh, good faith and consciousness it's because federal regulations prohibit of absolutely course. prohibit use of antibiotics in a poultry a any any type sure so so that's almost like uh, putting up on a label of water and saying gluten-free well there's also some distractivism there when you say well we don't use antibiotics you're implying that it's free of chemicals no just this one class of chemicals right. so that they're looking over there and forgetting the fact that well over here in terms of growth hormones and things of that nature yeah. They may be there, so, or pesticides in the feed. So if when you buy, let's say we, we start talking about pork, when you buy pork in a supermarket, chances are you 99.9% .9 that you buy in a commodity pork that came out of one of those factory called farms. Yeah. And that is exactly the animal that, uh, you know, is full of uh, those uh, growth uh, Hormones that it's not necessarily antibiotic, but it's one of those yeah. uh, supplements that make animal eat less yet pack more dense muscle. You're never going to get any flavor out of it. You're never going to get any fat out of it. It was raised quickly. It's priced, I guess, accordingly. Uh, but I do see a switch. Uh, people do nowadays. Uh, this is why the, there's a comeback to those heritage breeds, to Durocs, to Berkshires, uh, you know, and uh, obviously it's all in a taste. Once you taste the difference, you use uh, it's like you instantly converted it. it's kind of like heirloom tomatoes you just go get that typical cheesy red beef steak at the grocery store or you go pick up an heirloom you know a nice purple or a yeah. black the flavor is there everything's there this is why i think it's very important to to take advantage of specials like sam's meat warehouse putting out there and giving you a choice here's a sampler set try to Try different grades. Yeah. Try just regular steer, the uh, Angus, you know. Yeah. Try uh, no rolls, try choice, try prime, try Wagyu. And when they're done uh, side by side, that that's an amazing experience. Yeah. Interestingly, well, there's just so many things with that that you can touch on. But the pork thing is kind of mind-blowing. I hope people do come in and try the actual, you know, you'd almost call it heirloom pork that mm -hmm. you guys carry. It's, it's a heritage breeds, uh, yeah. you know, when it's applicable to, to pork, but uh, it's not just the forgotten breeds that once, uh, and it tastes like the pork is supposed to. It's also some of the techniques, some of the steaks that you're never going to be able to see. There's no butchers in, in the supermarkets. I, uh, I want to be very clear about not that. Not any That's, longer. No, it's, it's a meat cutters. In other words, or packers. They, they get the, uh, from the big hub where everything was pre-cut, and they're wrapping and they're putting labels. There's no skills or technique you cannot, when you come to Sam's, you can, sometimes people come in 
and they ask for something that we're not familiar with. But I say, hey, if you tell me, if you explain to me what you're looking for, I'm going to be able to recreate or cut it out. And we have people from Japan. We have people from Argentina, from Brazil. Everybody comes with their own little particular uh, cut. So thus, we put new items on uh, Sam's Meat menu, which is copper steak. It's so-called money muscle. It's a pork shoulder, or if you will, uh, to draw an analogy, it's a delmonico of pork. Cool. So we have those. We have uh, belly tomahawks, which is a pork uh, porterhouse with an extended, so you have a piece of belly bacon. still attached to it's it. It's almost like bacon on it. Right. So there's a lot of these new things that uh, I don't know any other place. I don't know the supermarkets. You, you can ask all you want, but uh, I don't even know any other butchers that would uh, go to the extent of researching enough subject or having experience uh, through travel or communication with the consumer that would come in and say, well, uh, I'm going to come on Friday. Uh, we have a customer who called in and said, I want uh, lamb belly. I said, okay, we're going to be cutting lambs on uh, Tuesday. If you want, please come in and guide me through. I know exactly what it is, but I want to make sure that you get what you're looking for. Nice. You know, so uh, that's exactly how we did it. Cool. So, uh, yeah, once again, uh, Sam's Meat Warehouse in Florida, New York. Uh, please take advantage of those uh, specials. Please listen to the show. You might learn not only a thing or two about the meat, but local history as well.